Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Nourish Practice podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about embodiment what that means in some ways that you can find a bit more of an embodied practice. So, first things first, what is embodiment? Now, embodiment is yet another buzzword that flies around in the wellness space. I've seen teacher trainings around embodiment, six months, six weeks, all about how to teach people embodiment and embodied practice. So I appreciate it can be really hard to know what it means. And sometimes we might really be overthinking what we're doing, whether we're actually being embodied or not. But to me, and again very much a personal definition um embodiment is the mind body connection and that just means being present in whatever you're practicing i googled it embodiment means to become something so there's a lot of different instances but often it's backed up that it's being present in what you're doing there's some long definitions out there in psychology it's often used as a tool and we know I love to focus on tools and not rules um, within intuitive eating and relationships with food and movement. But it is a tool for healing through self-awareness, mindfulness, connection, self-regulation, finding balance and self-acceptance. All great buzzwords. I know, again, they're all just <laughs> can be broken further down. But this just shows that embodiment is the middle of that sort of spider's web. The same way as last week I talked about satisfaction being in the middle. If you think of embodiment in the middle of that circle, that web, other things flow from it mindfulness, connection, self-regulation, or being very present, having that mind-body connection. And it's these little concepts that can grow into a paradigm shift. So, for example, when you talk about embodiment or interoceptive awareness, you might say things like, oh, can you tell me your heart rate without putting your hand on your wrist? And that seems really random. Um, How will that help me improve my relationship with my body? But actually, it's little things that help you tune in and slowly mindfulness all those sort of embodied practices might lead to a, a big shift in how you treat your body and your relationship with movement, which is why embodied practice is sort of a topic that I want to talk about as well as seeing it quite a lot out there and being asked some questions. So how is this important in healing your relationship to food? Because it sounds very physical. Well, being present in your body helps us tune into all the sensations involved in discomfort, stress, but also hunger and fullness. In intuitive eating, you'll hear the term interoceptive awareness, which is your ability to perceive sensations from within the body. Again, that heart rate measurement. And this is often a reflection of your interoceptive awareness. I know this can sound tricky, lots of terms, things like that, but basically it just means, are you listening to your body? Do you have the information that allows you to meet your own needs? And embodiment and that interoceptive awareness has been linked with your levels of physical and mental well-being. So the more in tune we are with our body, the more we can listen to hunger, fullness, satisfaction, and all the other cues that are involved in the intuitive eating principles. So pretty much all of them link with embodiment, but especially honouring your hunger, respecting fullness, rejecting the diet mentality. They all have that undercurrent of embodiment and being really in tune with the body. So although it sounds a very movement-based thing, it is really important in healing that relationship to food through our body signals. So what are some ways that you could practice embodiment? First things first, check in physically with your body. How does it feel? Sometimes just sitting with yourself for a while can be super helpful. 
in yoga, you may know that we have Shavasana at the end of the class, and that's basically an invitation for stillness. You lie on your back, either with your legs out long or feet planted, often with the hands on the belly, the chest, or out to the side. And against an invitation for stillness, we try not to move. We're in a relaxed, comfortable position. And we often say this is where the practice settles within the body. I've heard a teacher say this is where the magic happens. It's where all those poses just start to work through the body. So take the opportunity for stillness. It doesn't have to be lying down um, on a yoga mat, but it can be just taking that pause and checking in. How's the body feeling? And just letting anything you're doing just settle in. Use that stillness. Second thing, and again, I wouldn't be um, a yoga teacher or someone who promotes yoga and has a big involvement in that if I didn't give yoga a shout out. Often embodiment and yoga go very side by side. They are intertwined, especially, again, those teacher trainings, those sort of focuses on embodiment tend to be very linked to yoga and to breath work and yoga has a focus on breath work physical movement being very present in your body and listening to your body although your teacher will guide you there's throughout the class you'll hear the cues of is this okay for you check in with the body check in with the breath it's very you based and also there's a focus on hopefully not practicing a perfect posture so even your teacher will say i'm still working on this posture this is how it looks for me and see how it looks in your body and you do get some people that compare, but often I'll say to people, you're so focused on what's going on internally or how your body's looking and feeling. You don't really look at the mat next to you or what they're doing. And that helps with that embodiment of being present in the body. If yoga isn't your jam, then dance, tai chi, walking, hiking, running. There are forms of movement that can help you be more present in your body. Just find what works for you. Often, because of the intuitive nature of it, things like dance or yoga or sort of free movement where there's no set structure can be super helpful to help tune in with the body and how it's feeling fourth thing spend some time in nature and again if you're in Britain like me it's currently raining outside um, which could be any day of the year for that to be accurate really um, but small chunks of time outside whether it's when the sun comes out whether it's sitting outside even if it's undercover spending that time in nature helps you reconnect green therapy is a very real thing and there's been lots of studies into the benefits of incorporating that time outside and especially in nature that just helps you be a little bit more present in the body number five use those senses tune in with the body even if it's something mundane you can use those senses how does it smell look sound taste if you're doing things like gardening cooking anything like that you can be a little bit more present by just thinking about all those senses that you're using rather than just necessarily how things look or you may be overlooking how things look Number six is to visualise. Apparently the same parts of the brain are activated when you visualise as when you do something. So this is often used when people have an injury or whatever reason. For example, when they do yoga in a chair, there's that visualisation of doing the opposed standing. And it's said to activate the same muscles of the brain and can really help. So if you're sitting in an office or again it's a rainy day and you're inside, you can think about walking in nature or dance to the music. You'll hear a lot of guided meditations that are really imagery based and they might be really really good for that give them a try see if they work for you so that brings us to embodied movement which is the sort of focus that most people have so embodied movement is using is using what you know about your body to guide your movement so it may apply to any form of movement in theory any can help you tune in with your body and a little exercise for you now um, that we use a lot for people who are in a yoga class whether for the first or hundredth time most people hold a lot of tension in their shoulders so we're just going to go a little bit through the shoulders now and just see how it feels to check in with the body 
whether you're out walking maybe you save it for later or maybe you give it a little bit of a try it's just a smaller movement it's a bit more internal if you're seated again feel free to give it a try so find a nice comfortable position we take a nice deep breath in and feel your shoulders move all the way up to your ears feel that tightness that squeezing that tension and then release whether you exhale out the mouth or nose can be loud and let those shoulders drop as low as they can. And do it one more time. Inhale, squeeze into the up to the ears, up to the ears, up to the ears. And exhale. Let them go. You can do that a few more times if you want that squeezing and releasing. That's really good for the muscles and feeling where that tension is. Equally any form of circles and just inhaling, rolling them up to the ears and then back down the back, noticing any sensations, any crunching, any tension in one direction, then the other just slowly start to circle the shoulders forwards and back just noticing any sensations as they arise and sometimes it's just as easy as that just check in oh my shoulders are really tight or oh I've been walking around with my shoulders by my ears all day they were so tense and I just needed that little bit of release something like that may be super useful for you and that's a small movement that's not a dance class that's not a yoga class that is I'm sitting here and I'm moving my body and I'm checking in with it a little bit. That's some tips to try and help a little bit with some embodied movement. First things first, try something new. And I know that can seem a little daunting, but nothing makes us super into our body than being out of our comfort zone. You have no choice but to focus on what your body is doing, what it's experiencing, how it's feeling, all that sort of stuff. You can't go on autopilot with something that's really new. So it helps you be really present in your body. Second thing, take a few breaths before you start. Just that nice deep inhale and exhale. And then whether you use that breath to breathe in as you exhale, any tension releases, or whether you just use it as a bit of a, a check-in, how's the breathing feeling? Third thing, and again, it's going to sound easier than it is maybe, don't overthink it. It can be as simple as putting a playlist on, dancing around your living room, something like that. You're in your body, you're in that moment. Don't think about anything else. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that small little nugget in your day that just helps you build a bit more of an embodied practice. And the last thing, don't correct or coach yourself. Now, if you're doing a sport or a competition, you might need that coaching, that correction, uh, maybe from external or maybe a little bit internal. But if you're trying to have an embodied practice, just take a minute to step out of that coach role and just focus on how's it feeling in the body, how's it looking, rather than necessarily is it technically right. There are moments for that, but take some time to move away from it a little bit. And then last thing, a little bit on yoga, um, because it's something that you can do as little or as much of as you would like. And for a lot of people, there is a bit of a misconception. They've got to be super flexible to do it. But actually, a lot of yoga and embodiment is through the role of breathing, connecting the mind and the body through the breath and using that as a bit of a guide. So with that, again, we'll do a little practice. If you're out and about, feel free to skip it. But if you want to give it a try. So... And find a comfortable standard seated position. You can breathe in through the nose or the mouth. So, nice deep inhale. Which think about that air filling up your belly. Maybe you place the hand there and feel that expansion. And then breathing into the ribs, feeling them opening up. And then lastly into the chest. And then slowly exhale the opposite way. So feel that chest start to empty. And the ribs come back in. And I'll see the belly coming into the spine as you release all that air. You can do this in your own time, as long or short as you like. 
So I think breathe into the belly, the ribs, the chest, and exhale out through the chest, the ribs, and lastly the belly. Just keep repeating that three-part breath if it helps you feel a little more in tune with the body. Equally, you can do what's called square breathing. And I know sometimes this is very helpful for anxiety or people that feel a little overwhelmed. And that would be breathing in for a count of two or three. Hold for a count of two or three. And then out for a count of two or three. And this is very much the holding I recommend practice and build up to. So even breathing in for a three, count it out for a three is equal. It's really helpful. But if you want to add a hold eventually, then you can. So just using that breath as a bit of a how is the body feeling bring yourself back into your body and actually yoga is one of the most studied embodiment practices again they're quite interwoven especially in research and if you're struggling a little bit with your relationship with food and movement there's been a lot of studies that treating eating disorders treating food preoccupation anything like that has been successful with yoga because it improves your it decreases your food preoccupation, it increases your interoceptive awareness, and it just helps a little bit with you be present in the body. Now, I teach yin yoga sometimes, and this is my sort of preferred style. And this is the type of yoga that focuses on holding postures for a longer time, generally around two minutes plus. Um, I've been told all the way up to 10 for some of them. And this allows you to sit with the sensations in your body. And this can be discomfort even, often a bit of a, I've been holding this for too long. It allows you to sit with these sensations, sometimes relax into them, and actually they start to cease a little, and just see how is my body feeling. I'm not moving, I'm relaxing into that stillness, and I'm just noticing. So things like that can be super helpful, and this allows what's called progressive muscle relaxation. That is tensing the muscles and then releasing them. So they're slowly released. You can actually do this in a, over a short span. So like we were doing with the shoulders, if you're seated or standing, Focus on a muscle, maybe it's one of the leg and the arm. Imagine you're tense in the muscle, so don't move at all, but just use that mind-body connection, really tense. Imagine you're tensing all the muscles around the bone and maybe your thigh. Really tense, really tense, maybe on the inhale. On your next exhale, just release. Release all that tension. And you can do this through the body, so you can think I can do this on each part of my leg, my arm, my back. Just really get that squeeze of the tensing and then release. And this will help you see where tension is in the body, where you hold stress. And help release that a little bit. So again, you can start to see those benefits. Even if all you take away from today is to breathe a little bit more, or release the shoulders, or just check in with the body, that is great. Or if you'll plant that little seed to be a bit more embodied in whatever you do, it'll be helpful. The more you know about your body, it's only going to be a positive. However, if at any point it's too much, you can always step back a little. You're feeling a little hyper-conscious of your body and your sensation. As always, I'll finish with some sort of thinking points. First one, how are you currently moving your body and is it helping you to tune in or tune out with your body sensations? Number two, can you incorporate a five-minute body scan, seated movement practice or outside walk into your day? Maybe it's one minute, maybe it's that quick shoulder movement, but can you find that little pocket of time for an embodied movement practice? Number three, is there a new movement practice you want to incorporate in your life? What's holding you back from pursuing it? I have a list of one day I'll try this class or one day I'll do this. What's holding you back? And with that, enjoy.